Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Uh, we finally get Frank back in the studio. I'm right. Paul is out. <laughs> uh, you know. Dora's here. Hello, everybody. I'm here. I see you're wearing your stone shirt. I am. Did you buy the Hackney Diamonds album yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, uh, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I like like it too. (laughs) I saw Dora. I said, I was this close from wearing my stones. I've got a long sleeve uh, stones shirt and I had it out and I changed instead. That would have been really, really fun. Could have been twinning. Yep. Doesn't match the capris though. Uh, stop it, Paul. <laughs> it oh, might be a little coffee? cold. The coffee how's is cold? outstanding, yeah. Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't cheap out on coffee like like someone else who's absent. I think he's checking out parking lots today. <laughs> for those yeah. of you who listen to the show. Uh, it must be odd for you to not be in a parking lot today. Uh, it is odd. This is fantastic. It's nice to be back in the studio. And we get an extra hour this week. It's like a long weekend. It is. Long-ish. Yeah. Long-ish, yeah. 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 And then, what, 188 days, we can change the clocks again. Yeah. That, I know you don't do it anymore, but the days are sure getting shorter, and boy, do you ever notice it at nighttime. And well, tomorrow, you can expect the sun to go down at quarter to five. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah. It's, it's like, it, it sort of brings the whole mood down, right? Yeah. Just, like, in everything. And then you sort of want to get into your comfies, and you're you're down for the night, and you look at your watch, and it's 6 p.m. But I think it's okay to drink earlier, isn't it? Oh, I guess. <laughs> you know what, though? I hope this is the last one. I, I know they've been talking about it for years to get rid of this time change, and I, I really hope it's the last one. I know that in the morning, for those that wake up early enough, it's still dark until feels like 7.30 by the time it gets light out. Yeah. But I'd rather have that than dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. I'd yeah. rather go to 5.30. Yeah, because when you go home at the end of the day, you yeah. want a little bit yeah, of light. You don't want to feel like the entire day is going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You go in in the dark, and then you go, go, you come out in the dark. go home in the dark. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long couple of months for us, for sure. Yeah, most right. countries have gotten rid of it. We're one of the few, and I think we're waiting for New York and Quebec. Yeah. As long as yeah. they do it, then we'll do it. So hope, mm-hmm. here's hoping that uh, that this is the last one. Eventually, because it sure shortens the real estate day, doesn't it? It does shorten the real estate day. It shortens it for uh, just from a point of view of just photography, but also if you're going out to look at houses, really, it's it's difficult to see a house in the dark. I mean, it's not recommended, honestly. I mean, people do because you've got to work around work schedules and that sort of thing, but you can't really get a feel for the house. Um, for the and most tougher part, tougher for inspections. Too. Tougher for well, inspections they don't typically do them once it's dark. So That's it what might, I mean. Yeah, like the, yeah, the day the, is much the, shorter. The, right, the window is shorter, and you don't really get a sense of the yard and 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 sunlight. I mean, you never know what's going to make a house feel like a home, and oftentimes it's the sunlight in the kitchen, or it's you know the bright and airy feel, and in the dark. Uh, you don't have that. So it's really, really important as a as a seller to have your house lit up. If you're having showings at dusk, if you're having showings in the evening, turn on all the lamps, all the lights, make it feel as bright and airy as possible. Does that make it really that much important. more difficult to sell a house this time of year? Oh, gosh, there are lots of things that make it more difficult to <laughs> <laughs> sell a house. Interest rates. Time. No, interest That's rates right. don't have any impact at <laughs> all. No. Interest rates, inventory, 
uh, first-time buyers being out of the market. There are so many different things. You know, it's it's a very complex market. It's a, it's a very normal market in terms of, of everything that we're seeing. A lot of realtors haven't experienced this market before because we haven't had it for some time. But uh, it's uh, it's it's a normal market. It's it's tough. It's a tough go in the sense that you know for the first time in a long time, consumers buyers have time and choice. Yeah. And so we no, just need money. That's right. That's right. Affordability has eroded to to such a point, and we've seen a depreciation in pricing. We've seen a softening in pricing, but it hasn't caught up. Right. We we're not quite there. So if you think, you know, first-time home buyers account for 30, 35% of our market, and most of them are not in the market right now. That's a chunk of people that are not buying. If you are moving and sort of moving equity to equity from one house to another and you are fortunate enough to sell your house, it's a great time to have your house listed. It really is. I do think that, you know, if you're debating now in in the colder, darker months versus the spring, it really depends on your individual situation. And it depends on the neighborhood you're in. It depends on the state of your house. But, you know, the the chances are high that there will be even more choice come the spring and you will have more competition, which we may see prices come down a little bit more or just remain balanced. It's yeah. hard to say because we don't know. Speaking of moving house to house, if you're porting a mortgage but you yep. want to add to it, you have to requalify all over again? You do have to requalify anytime you're adding to a mortgage, even if you're porting a mortgage. I know That's it sounds I mean, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're just porting it exactly the same to the exact same, if you're buying a new home, it's deemed to be a brand new mortgage, so you're having to get it underwritten oh. again. So if you've lost your job, so again, it's crazy, but if you've lost your job, and you say, we can't afford this big house, we want to go to a smaller house, and you go to apply to port your mortgage, you still have to qualify. Technically, you shouldn't have to because, well, you already have the mortgage. You haven't missed any payments. Now, so this you're, is you're, new to you're, me. You're trans- I, I didn't re- so you're transferring a mortgage. It's a new application. I own ABC, 123 ABC Street. Yep. I'm buying 345. Yep. I've been paying my mortgage for eight years. Yep. And you have to requalify just you to port. You have to requalify to port. The port is all about... Saving your interest rate and saving your term. But right. anytime you're going to a new house and you're, you're technically applying for a new mortgage, but you're porting the existing one over. Is so, that – so sorry. The only yeah. thing that changes is the collateral. It doesn't change the, your ability to make payments. Uh, so same thing. Now, again, OSFI just passed a rule. Well, it's always been in effect. Just the lenders and the default insurers never passed it on to us. And they didn't even realize in many cases. OSFI just ruled that – if someone bought a house five years ago and their mortgage coming up for renewal and they got default insurance, so they bought with less than 20% down, they can now transfer their mortgage to another institution. They still have to qualify, but instead of having to qualify with the stress test, which is the rate, the contract rate plus two, they can now qualify just on the contract rate. But you still have to qualify. So that's that's one of the things that our association has been putting forward to the government if the client's been making the payments and they're already insured, why do they have to requalify? Why don't Canadians have the option to say, you know what, this lender's offering me a quarter percent better? I want to move it. I don't want to. I'm not adding. I'm not changing the amortization. All I want to do is move it to get a to get a better rate for myself and my family. And the rules are so now, if it's insured, you can. 
but you qualify at the contract rate instead of contract plus two, but you still have to qualify. But the lender would the lender would make you qualify anyhow, right? Well, no, but we're saying the rule should be that if you've already got an insured mortgage, why do you have to requalify? Why can't you switch from one lender to another without having to requalify? Assuming your credit score meets the minimum requirement, why do you have to go through the whole process? But I of thought qualifying? two weeks ago they said you don't have to requalify. No, you have to requalify just at the contract rate, not contract plus two. So why have to requalify at all then? Well, that's the point we're exactly. making. I mean, it's nice. So far, we got kind of half good that they don't have to qualify at contract plus two, which is really good. Instead, just contract rate. But you're right. I mean, it should be that you don't have to qualify. You should just be able to switch it without providing any income confirmation. Yeah, because if you're switching from 2%, now you'd get, what, five and change, almost yeah. 6%. Right. Yeah. You'd have to qualify at 6%. Still. At 6% now. Right. Which you're still so, at a disadvantage. But if you stay with your current lender, yeah. but if you stay with your current lender, you don't have to qualify. Right. Which, well, wait a second. But your lender's offering you a quarter percent higher than or half percent. So why can't you just move it to another lender on the same terms? Yeah. That's what we're asking for. Um, yeah, level playing field for competition. I right. mean, you got to have the option right. if you're going to, you know, not only level, but come on, let's help Canadians out a little bit here. Oh, like gosh. Canadians are paying the price of mismanagement of the Bank of Canada rate yeah. because had they started raising primes six months before they did, the increases wouldn't have been as significant. We would have been able to control inflation a little bit right. better instead of letting it Yeah, they would have been out spread control. out. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, much better. And Canadians would have been better prepared for it. Boy, from what the economists are saying, it's like they're fed up now with TIFF, eh? All right, enough already. Well, but everybody you read now is saying, look it. Not only do we have to hold, we got to start thinking about bringing it down. And yet well, he's yeah. he's pretty committed on keeping it hold for a long period of time. And economists are saying, not sure that's the right. Listen, we've seen numbers come out over the last week. And again, Dora, you said it before the show. Yeah. Your eyes tell you one story. Yeah. And then the statistics you get tell you a different story. Yeah. Now, there's a we tremendous disconnect, right? Like, oh, in Ottawa even, right. Yeah. right? There's a tremendous disconnect with what the government is saying and what we are hearing and what I am seeing yeah. with everyday people. On the street, yeah. yeah. Yeah, every single day, everyday people. People are hanging on. And yeah, through COVID, people, you know, you, you saved a little bit. People tended to spend less money. They had some savings. And so I think those savings have dwindled. That's now, exactly credit what's cart, happened. Credit card... Like, uh, right. Credit card debt is through, through the, the roof, roof. And I think people are hanging on. And I think it, there's a lag. And please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there's a lag. And I think we're going to see some, some pretty desperate times for some households in the, in the coming months. Yeah. 2024 is going to be, um, it's going to start off on a downer. I, again, my personal opinion, and many economists are saying retail stores are going to close at at levels we've never seen before. They're hanging on until Christmas, getting those Christmas sales, but they're going to realize that January and February sales aren't going to be there and they're just going to hang on. Ooh, goodbye jobs. Uh, a lot of jobs. We've already seen jobs. We added, what was it, 15,000 jobs or 18, something? 18,000. jobs. But don't forget, we've we've added 1.2 million, million people. That's yeah. right. So, you know, there should be a lot more jobs than that. That's why we're seeing the unemployment rate go up the way it has over the last six, seven months. That's yeah, why it's we're gone seeing up four G- times in six months. GDP flat. That's a recession. Generally speaking, we're already yeah, yeah, we're exactly. technically yeah. in a recession already. They're calling it a soft recession. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I think if you if you take away all of the the immigration, 
and and you don't. We're in a deep recession. That's right. Yeah. We are. We're yeah. in a very deep recession, and take away shelter cost yes. and our inflation numbers at two percent or so, less yeah. or less. So again, I mean, take away government spending, and we don't even have inflation. Like that's how <laughs> that's how crazy it is. Crazy it is, and we've seen oil prices come down. I follow oil prices because I know how much they impact the inflation numbers. Oil prices just a month and a half ago over ninety five dollars a barrel. Today we're at seventy something. Yeah. So. We've seen that come down, which is good news. I think when the inflation numbers come out this month, you'll see that again it's lower again. The you know three point eight, I think it was last month. It might be three point four, three point five. We're seeing it go in the right direction, which very likely almost a hundred percent pauses any Bank of Canada rate hike, even though he puts that in his wording that it's still not might not be over yet, but it's over. And then now the question is, when do they start coming down? Yeah. Bond markets this week alone, just on the news of GDP. Canadian and U.S. job reports came down thirty basis points. And this when week. will the rates follow? The rates will follow this uh, this coming week. I yeah. think I think we'll start to see the lenders. Uh, you know, they're all some of them are coming up with whisper specials. So yeah. they all call me. Yeah. They all call me and say, Frank, we can give you this rate, but you can't put it in writing anywhere. It's like, so what do you want me to do? Call all my agents? <laughs> like I'm going to do your work for you. Yeah. You know, they come up with these whisper specials because they don't want their competition. But the competition knows inside of an hour, so I don't understand these. I, I always tell them, I, I don't get your whisper specials. They make no sense. But it's nice to see that we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I'm moving to Halifax anyway. Save the carbon tax. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start that conversation. 521-TALK, yeah. 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Back with Dora and Frank. So the jobless rate is 5.7 in Canada, but only 4.9 in our area. So does that affect housing as much for us or not? Well, I think Ottawa really, we're really insulated in Ottawa. We've got a fairly robust economy. We've got a very... Very. Um, we don't see the the peaks and valleys that other cities do in in Canada. I think for and, the first time we did though, right? For the last few years, for as, at least for home prices, we for, never we never see those huge peaks. No, and we don't. And, and I well, I think with with that, we saw a lot of migration, interprovincial migration to Ottawa. So people leaving the GTA and coming to Ottawa, and I think that's what pushed a lot of our prices up. We saw a lot of investors coming to Ottawa, and that really pushed our prices up. But for the most part. You know, we're we're fairly insulated from that, I, I, I think. You know what the latest statistics and say of where people are moving to right now? East Coast. East Coast yeah. and Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Really? By, by far. Yeah, I believe it. Ontario's population's dwindling when it comes to people leaving and going. I mean, it's growing because of immigrants coming here. Yes. But there are many, many people from Ontario and B.C., that are moving to Alberta and the Maritimes because the price of housing is down. And if you can work from home, yeah. then why do you have to stay in an expensive city when yeah. you can go live somewhere yeah. that's affordable and still be able to uh, keep it? But if job? that's the case, why not move to a small town? Well, because of amenities and because of of being able to easily, I think, um, commute to larger centers if and you need schools. to go in and schools. Right. And you go to... Yeah, if you have a family with young kids, you really want yeah. your kid on a bus for forty five minutes to go to school, or who will cares? You move to the American, yeah. <laughs> yeah. toughen them up. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. used to have to walk, walk a mile, uphill, uphill, a mile uphill, uphill, uphill to school and a mile uphill home somehow without it's all socks. Uphill, That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, those stories never get old. No, yeah. never get old. 
<laughs> funny, funny. But yeah, but I think a lot of young people are being very pragmatic about where they choose to live. And that's something that I, I believe is new. I think, you know, our generation of folks, you grew up somewhere, you started work, you ended up there because your family was there. And I think a lot of young people right now are looking at the economy in Canada, looking at prices of housing, looking at work-life balance, and making choices about where to raise their family based on on things they see. And the young people that can afford to buy a home today, what are Mm -hmm. they looking for? Oh, geez. The young people that can afford to buy a home today. They just um, want to get in, don't they? They do. I think they just want to get in the market, although there is less of an appetite for homes with higher condo fees. Because, again, sort of, you know, thinking logically and and pragmatically, if someone's thinking, okay, if I take that condo fee and I apply it to a mortgage, especially now when we're seeing row houses, you know, soften because there aren't a lot of first-time buyers. So we're seeing some people that that are listing their homes. And don't need to sell. And I think that's the interesting thing right now is that the average days on market has increased so dramatically, but the sale prices are staying fairly, fairly stagnant. So, that you know, just because a house has been up for sale for 65 days doesn't devalue it. And so if there are buyers out there that are thinking they're going to go and, and really underbid and buy something low, it's, it's not really happening. We're not yet. So how do you price a home in this market? Well, uh, you price do it low research. and hope to... Get attention? Do you price it at market value? I think you have to price it at market value or slightly below what you believe the value to be, but taking into account today's economy, market, and and outlook. So it's very, very important to to have it priced appropriately. Um, and because otherwise, I think people will just dismiss it. They will, will really dismiss it. And it's really important today to have your home shine. Like if you haven't done updates to your house, if you haven't painted, if you haven't cleaned, if you haven't decluttered, there is just so much choice for a buyer that uh, your your house won't be memorable or it will be memorable just the wrong way, right? So... So if you don't want to do anything, you should have sold two years ago. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's correct. You missed that boom. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, we we are setting up for for the perfect storm, sort of speak. I, I know Paul has said that before on the show. But if we do see a massive decline in interest rates, especially if we see quick drops in interest rates, there are going to be a lot of people who are are sort of sitting at the sidelines waiting, trying to time the market. And if we see that happen, I think that despite the inventory having gone up, we will see a rush to go buy houses. Um, But, of course, that depends on interest rates and and how things unfold. And what's the number? 60% or more of people are going to be up for renewal in the next three years? Um, What is it? 3.4 million Canadians have their mortgage up for renewal in the next 18 months. Wow. 3.4 million. So that's... That's and a, this is the first the first impression I have that TIFF is concerned about these renewals coming out because he actually week. mentioned he it. actually mentioned that uh, Canadians coming up for renewals. Stuff. So that's that's why all of a sudden I know it sounds crazy for some people because they say what after everything I've heard, but the variable is probably the best option to look at today, only because if you feel like interest rates have topped up, they they've hit the peak, and now they're coming down, taking a five year fixed. Probably not the best decision because you're going to kick yourself when you start to see the rates come down and you're going to be stuck in that mortgage because the penalty to get out of it will be way, way, way too high. So, um, Have you done the math to figure out like if interest rates hold even for a year and you go variable, then they start to come down? Yeah. Have you done the math over the five years where you'd be? Well, it's hard because I don't know where they're going to go down 
No, but even if the they go after, down just a little bit, even if they go after. down. So, so just to give you an idea, I mean, if you've got, so if you've got, if it's not a refinance, if it's just a straight mortgage transfer or a purchase where you've got less than 20% down or 35% or more as a down payment and you're taking a 25-year amortization, the rooms are, uh, the rates are phenomenal right now um, from a standpoint of prime minus one. So you're down to 6.2. So it doesn't sound great, but you know if prime starts to come down, you'll start to see that number come down. But a five-year fix for the same scenarios in the high five. So very little difference between the two. But the variable gives you the option at least to be able to convert it as rates come down, convert it to a fixed. And you know a lot of Canadians don't understand. They think they're locked in the variable for the five years because they're taking a five-year variable. But a variable rate mortgage allows you to convert it to a fixed mortgage at any time throughout that five-year term with no fee, and you'll get that rate then for the next five years. So um, who'd want to when an election is on the horizon? Well, that's just it. You know, at that point, now you're trying to find the bottom. So you're trying to lock it in at a time when, and then some people say, but we don't follow it. It, Well, maybe you will follow it a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not like the old days where yet really, you can Google today. You can, you know, you know, people can email me and I can send them three or four economists that that put out reports on a monthly basis and and give their opinions on what's happening with interest rates. So it, it's not that difficult to stay on top of it. And there's a good show to listen to, I hear. There, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good show. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're kind of on top of it. But all all of us, including Dora and Paul, were shocked at the at the amount of increases. Nobody saw that coming. And right. economists that that do this for a living didn't see the increases coming. That happened. either the frequency or the amount that they or the went amount, up. Yeah. like never, never did they anticipate. Have they that. ever gone up by three quarters of a point in one shot before? Uh, it may have before you and I were born. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Before they kept statistics, <laughs> but while they kept statistics, even fifty was rare. 50, before. fifty was very rare. So, um, but now, you know, are, any chance they will come down in big chunks that way? It's possible. It all depends on what the economy does. If we go, you know, they're talking about a soft recession, but if the recession gets a little deeper, and I think it'll get a little deeper, I think. I think they're manipulating us with the soft recession. I really believe. And listen, they, they've also come to terms with the fact that maybe they've left let too many immigrants in. So now they're starting to cut back on that, being a little more, bit more picky because they realize there's no housing. And our healthcare well, system isn't exactly mm-hmm. great either. So yeah. why are we allowing more Canadians if we don't f- – we have to fix those two things before we – we start allowing more immigrants into our country. Yeah, housing, housing, and and lack of housing is a is a big, big issue, right? Like once we're done talking about interest rates, we're going to go back to the same conversation we had during COVID, and it's about inventory. And our inventory, you know, our, the numbers have gone up, but it's at the same time that the number of buyers has decreased. So our inventory, we're still in a crisis when it comes to inventory. And the numbers are even worse than what CMHC is saying, according to some economists. The, I, I, personally, I mean, I just think that that we're not we're about to enter something that I don't think anybody has talked about, or not too many people have talked about, which is a pretty. The numbers for the economy are not going to be pretty. They're just not. I think we're going to see the job losses start to really mount. Uh, we're already seeing, um, you know. Canadians struggling. Thankfully, over COVID, Canadians were able to save so much money that those savings have helped them yes. stay on top of mortgage payments. So mortgage delinquencies have not gone up 
tremendously. They yeah, but there was a also a bit. bit of a spending explosion when COVID there, ended. There certainly sure was. was. Certainly, because people had the ability to go visit friends and yep. family, to travel, to go out, to do all the things that they'd miss doing. Um, do some of those people regret that now? Perhaps. But I think that if the economy switches and when interest rates do come down, I think you'll see a much more conserv- conservative uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Restaurants will pay the price. I think yes. restaurants well, will really pay again. the price well, in January I think January, well, all of their, their, their like the money that they had from the government, I don't know what it's called, so I apologize for that. But Free. Yeah. <laughs> Free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is due. Anyway. Yep. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Paul is off today. Door is here. Hello again. You left that opening, but I won't take it. But anyway. Frank is here, not in a parking lot for a change. No, I'm in the, I'm in the studio. I will be here for many weeks to come. So it is November 4th. <laughs> Why don't we know what happened in October yet? Why don't we have numbers yet? From the Ottawa Real Estate Board? Yes. That is above uh. my pay grade. One would have to contact the Ottawa Real Estate Board. Uh, we don't have the numbers. Um, I can tell you what I'm seeing, but we don't have the accurate numbers. The Toronto numbers are out. The Vancouver numbers are out. Uh, they are um, stagnant and they're they're not terrific. I expect that are they that flat are, or going down in Toronto and Vancouver? Uh, I, Toronto certainly has gone down. Yeah, they've gone down in the last. The number of sales in in price, volume and, of sales and price. Yes. What do yeah. you anticipate when we finally get our numbers, which should be? Early, oh, Monday morning early, at 8 a.m. Yeah. Hey, yeah. their show Monday is morning. over? Okay, let's yeah. get Perfect. on. Perfect. Um, I think we're going to see a fairly flat market. I think um, we've had quite an increase in um, units, uh, sort of homes for sale. So the inventory, at the end of September, the inventory was at 3,000. And this morning, inventory for active listings was just shy of 5,000. So a large, large increase there. Um, and I think that's just going to lead to to stagnant pricing or pricing that's coming down a little bit. Will that be the most inventory in the last two and a half, three years? Oh gosh, I think it's the most inventory we've had since 2019, 2018. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. surprise, I guess. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, no surprise just because the volume of sales is, is down, right? Like the volume of sales de- is down below the 10-year average, below 26%, below the five-year average. Um, the homes that are selling are still selling at, you know, equal or a little bit increase from what we would expect, um, but just not too many sales happening. Are you seeing people now looking at selling their homes because they just can't do it anymore? We are certainly seeing that. So I think right now in the market, we're seeing, you know, there are there are buyers who are selling because it's their circumstances are such that they must sell. And we're seeing... Um, Sellers, where I said buyers, yeah, you said sellers. buyers. <laughs> I was a little confused. I meant buyers. <laughs> <laughs> re, 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 let's rewind. Oh, buyers are selling again. Huh? <laughs> okay, let's rewind. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so back to what I was saying. There are sellers right now that are having to put their homes on the market because circumstances in their life are such that they simply cannot afford their payments. There are a lot of sellers that have their homes for sale that are waiting for a certain price point. So you've got this, you know, 
this dichotomy of, you know, there are a pocket or a, a certain number of sellers that need to sell and a certain number of sellers that are waiting for their price point. And how many do you think are waiting until after Christmas when they look at their accounts and go, oh, we just can't do this anymore? Well, I I don't know. I think Christmas is going to be the holiday season in general. I think will be less... Um, I don't think it'll be less festive. I think it'll be less commercialized yeah. than it has been less in a long gift. time. Well, certainly well, be a little gifts. more frugal. Yeah, yeah certainly more frugal. Um, and then, and then we'll see. And I think that you know, if you are thinking of putting your house up, it is easier, much easier, when you are the one making the decision, rather than totally. circumstances being, you know, the decision being made for you. And so, putting your house up now, um, a, I think you will have less competition. And uh, and it's also a really good time to take some exterior pictures and, and do all of that. So don't wait. If you think you're going to be in a position to have to sell, have us in, have a chat, and we can we can advise you based on your neighborhood, based on your house, based on your individual circumstances. As a rule, when do most mortgages come up? The fall? Well, I don't fall think... Fall or spring? Is it there, used is to there... be. So, you know, if we went back 20, 25 years ago, most of them would come due in June, July, August, September, because... Most people would wait and buy their houses right. at a time when their kids can go to a new school. But, you know, we've seen over the last 15, 20 years, it's really spread out really mm-hmm. nicely. Not to take away from the spring market still being the peak. There's certainly more activity in the spring when the weather gets nicer and the snow melts. People are buying, again, same reasons, trying to transfer schools for their kids and get them set up in the same school for the whole year instead of pulling them out midterm. But um, we still see a lot of activity in the fall. Not as much in the winter, obviously, less activity in the winter, but the fall and the spring and the summer, or, you know, it used to be 20 years ago, July and August, there wasn't a lot of activity, but now because of the way everything has changed, there's still a lot of activity there. So I think they're spread out nicely. I will say that, you know, when you're talking about some people that are selling Dora, yes. you know, I think a lot of them, potentially the ones that are really in trouble are the ones that have purchased over the last two or three years because- they bought a home under the impression that values would still continue to go up. Mm-hmm. They got ultra low interest rates, and now they're starting to look at the future. And some of them took two, three-year terms, and now they're coming up for renewal. And all of a sudden, they're at 6 7%. Their house value hasn't gone up tremendously. And now they're looking at themselves. They, they're saying, we can't afford it. If our payment's going up, we can't afford it. But didn't they qualify at that rate to begin with? They did, but qualifying at that rate, but the reality is what are my payments? That's the reality and the cost of everything else going up the way it has. So um, where people that bought, and I'll give you an example. I mean, yesterday I spoke to a couple who purchased their home in Carlton Place, a detached home for $285,000 in twenty uh, January of 2019. So five years ago, and today it's worth 550000 Yes. So they've gone up tremendously. Mm-hmm. They have a mortgage, so they bought it with 5% down, and now they have a mortgage maturity of $214,000. So, you know, he called, and I get him on the phone, and he's kind of disappointed because the interest rates are so high. But then I had to open it up a little bit and say, but wait a second, you put a down payment of $14,000 with your legal fees and your land transfer tax was rebated, maybe 18,000 bucks. Have you spent money on the house? He goes, yeah, probably five or $10,000. We did little ends and ends. Okay. So your 30,000 is now over 300,000 tenfold. So I get it. You don't have the money in your bank account. It'd be nice if that money was in your bank account. It's not, but it's your, you have technically an invisible bank account that you don't have access to. Well, you do if you want to borrow from it, but I get that your payments are going to go up, but your mortgage is at 214,000. 
you're not going to be able to rent for anything cheaper, and they can afford the payments. We're going to still renew it at 20 years. We're going to take a variable, and he's content with that because he, he, he also believes that he says, my eyes tell me that a lot of people around us are in trouble, but yet you look at the statistics and you shake your head and you say, well, why is the government saying that we're not so bad off when, we, when people are, are worse off than, than the government's telling us that, that they should be? So, and why is that, come right? Out, but other <laughs> reports come out that say people are one paycheck away from missing payments. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the lenders are very upfront and the default insurers, they can't hide those numbers. They can't make those numbers up. They tell us that delinquencies are up, but very slightly. Are they expecting an uptick in delinquencies in 2024? Absolutely. 100% they're expecting because they're realizing that Canadians who saved a lot of money during COVID that didn't go out, that didn't, some of them, yes, got reckless again once they got it, were able to go up, but there's a whole bunch of them that kept that money and still had it in savings and they've been using it Mm -hmm. over the last year to get by. To bridge the gap. And that money is starting to dwindle away and therefore that's why they think there's delinquencies. I do think that that's why the listings are up because, again, people are seeing it. But people have choices. Like Canadians have choices. So if you're struggling to make ends meet and you bought the house five years ago, there's a good chance you've got a lot of equity in there. And if you're struggling to make ends meet with your payment, if you increase your amortization and stay in that house, you're likely still better off to do that than to sell your house and rent because your rent payment will probably be as much as your mortgage payment would be. Yes. And then you have nothing to show for it, where at least if you stay in your home, you're building some equity on it. Well, rents have gone up so much. So much. So, so much. Even in the last few months, they've gone up 10%. So if if you can stay in your home, then, you know, that's the best thing. So if you do do extend that amortization, how close would your payments be to where they were? You're probably likely going to be down to 20 years because if you bought a bought a house and you bought it with less than 20% down, you would have had to go to a 25-year amortization. And have paid a bunch of principal. And paid a bunch of principal Mm -hmm. because the interest rate's low. So all of a sudden, you've got all this equity built in. You can take that extra. So people are struggling because they got outside debt. All of a sudden, if you've got this equity built into your house and you can refinance your home, take all that debt, add it to your mortgage, re-amortize it to 30. In many cases, I'm finding the most customers' monthly payment is less than it is today. Even though the interest rate's gone up on the mortgage, but there are other debts at 12, 14, 18, 20%. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're getting it down into the sixes, which is much better for them. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing for most Canadians today is cash flow. Yes. It comes down to ca- what will my payment be is the number one question. They don't ask what the interest rate is. Yeah. Or how, how many can I years they're going to be paying. Yeah. How yeah. can I stay in this house? How can I make my monthly payment manageable so I can still live a comfortable lifestyle and not be paycheck to paycheck and worry about if something happens to my job? I'm going to lose my house. So there is some optimism. If you can do that really over the next two years, you sort of bite that bullet. Then the three years following that, you have a chance to be further ahead than you were two years ago. And this is what I say. Listen, just because we're increasing the amortization to 30 years doesn't mean it's going to take you 30 years to pay off this mortgage. What we're doing is we're increasing it to 30 years because the circumstances tell us with the interest rates at their peak that that's the best option for you right now. As interest rates come down and if over, if you take a variable and you lock in – in you know, in three years, the interest rates are back down into the threes, and you lock in in the threes. Well, now you can adjust your payment back to the mm-hmm. original amortization because now yeah. you're back to a lower rate, or drop some chunks, or drop chunks of money right. if you can. Yeah, yeah. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We will be right back.
we return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Door in for Paul. Frank is here, not in a parking lot. <laughs> hmm. How's your coffee? My coffee is still fantastic. <laughs> good is, coffee, eh? This could be one of the best coffees I have ever yeah. had. Yeah, it's a good coffee. If, if Paul would get this kind of coffee, I might like him more. Not likely. <laughs> cost more, so not likely. Oh, it costs more? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't okay. he bring you the Sanka or something? Yeah, the Instant? The yeah, the Instant. instant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so if you have a mortgage today that is coming due, what would your rate have been that you're coming off of, and what are you going to? Would you be at You'd around be in the three? threes? Low. Anywhere between three and three and a half percent is what most Canadians are coming off of now if they were in a five year. So not horrible yet. Well, what about next year? So so if you're refinancing, you're in the sixes. If you're if you're less than sixty five percent with a default insurer or default insured mortgage and it's just a straight switch, you're in the by next week I think you'll be in the five and a half percent range, the five and three quarters. So Do so you think the five year fix is coming down this Yeah. Week? Well, bond markets have come down 30 basis points this week. Uh, again, I mean, the statistics are showing that that the job numbers are down. Uh, where, you know, you really think about it, the job numbers should be increasing based on it's Christmas season. So they should be hiring more. So we may see some increases in November and December because of retail season. But then uh, it's January, February, and March. They're going to be very, very interesting to see the amount of job losses that are going to happen uh, throughout our country and the U.S. because we're very driven by what happens in the U.S. as well. So their economy is doing a little bit better. Um, again, in their case, and I think on the real estate side, Dora, uh, they take 30-year mortgages. So mm-hmm. anybody that got a mortgage in 2020, 2021, 2022 has no interest whatsoever. At all. In, because the mortgages there aren't very portable. So you're in that house and you're looking at the new interest rates of 7 and 8% and you're in a 2%, 2.5%, 3% 30-year mortgage, you have no interest whatsoever. So those people haven't been impacted by the interest rate increases. It's only the new t- uh, the new buyers that have bought in the last year and a half, two years, which I think activity is pretty down in the U.S. most states so. as well. I think so, yeah, I think so. So therefore, they haven't been impacted by the interest rate increases as much as Canadians have. So- that's why I think these mortgages, because again, mortgages have been coming due over the last 18 months, fixed mortgages, not only variable. Everybody talks about the variable, but there's also Canadians that had fixed mortgages that were up over the last year and a half, and they're the ones that are paying the price. And that's why we're seeing it impact Canadians much more than it does the Americans. Yeah. I so, think, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, I think that there's a, there's a fear of higher payments at renewal sort of everywhere, and people are trying to mitigate that. Yeah, but the Americans don't get that because, no. again, they're in 30-year mortgages. So unless they need to refinance or unless they're buying, they're not experiencing. So, therefore, that's why I think their economy is a little bit more robust than ours is and their numbers are a little bit better than ours are. But they're starting to dwindle, too, there. Your prediction when you think rates are coming down, both of you. I have mine. Yeah. Drum roll. Yeah. I think February. Um, Bank of Canada Prime? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. I think no, no, I don't believe that at all. I think, I think July. Yeah, you think July? I yeah. think I think May. Feb, I think February at least a quarter point after Christmas, after the numbers come out, Just the economy to... in the toilet, all of these. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope I really you're do. right. I hope I you're right. Really but I don't. Right. The reason I don't think so is because I still think that the Bank of Canada is so focused on inflation numbers 
And deep down inside, they're going to feel like if they lower it that early, that inflation number is going to go, going to trend in a different direction than it is right now. So that's why I think you're you're not correct in February. I but I do think it's going to happen in April or May. Mm-hmm. So I do think, and it'll be it'll start off with a quarter, and then we'll see them gradually increase throughout 2024. So by the end of 2024, we should be where today prime at the banks is 7.2. Ideally, I'd love to see it in the fives somewhere. Probably high fives is where it's going to end up. But, you know, if we could see a one to one and a quarter percent off um, in 2024, that would be a good start for. And then I think they'll, they'll be a little bit more significant in 2025, which, of course, is an election year as well. And where do you think fixed will be in April and May? Fixed in April and May will be in the low fives, high fours is what I'm hoping, which, again, is a little bit better than what we've seen now, which is the high fives and low sixes. Uh, and then hopefully by the end of next year, we'll see them in the four, very low fours and hopefully high threes. Well, any form of optimism, any any uh, glimmer, just a glimmer, just huh? a glimmer of optimism, <laughs> I think would would set the housing market up for a little for, bit, though. a little bit, a, a little bit. But any glimmer of hope, I think, would allow people who are now on the sidelines to sort of get back into it. And then as they get back into it, a slow trickle of then moving up and then moving up and moving up. And I I, I hear a lot of, listen, look at the way the real estate market rebounded this spring when we had a pause, right? We went from January to July. The difference being that a five-year fixed in May was 4.64%. Right. So – we're not there yet. So that's why even if Bank of Canada won't move again in December, we'll have three straight months. Unless fixed rates start to come down, that's the key because it's not about just Bank of Canada pausing, which is at least a little sign of, of good news. But the bigger news is more our fixed rates coming down and getting into those fours. Because if they get into the fours, then I think we'll start to see some activity. But if they stay in the fives, then I think the activity is going to be minimal because – when first-time homebuyers call me and say, Frank, we're thinking of buying a home, what can we get pre-approved for? And you go through the numbers with them, and you tell them what their payment is based on where interest rates are today. They say, I think I'll wait another six months. Like, that's right. too high right. right now. So we need to see those numbers get into the fours. And I think once we get into the fours, that's when we're going to see activity really start to heat up. And I think it'll happen in the spring. So that's why I believe March, April, May is when we'll see the fixed rates approaching the fours. And that's when we'll see some activity, which is good because that's – Typically, when all the activity happens anyway. Sure, but if you can sort of stomach the rates now until the spring, I think if you go out and purchase a house today, you will do better on price than if you wait till the spring. Yeah, because as long as you take a variable, though, I think, right, then at that right, point, right? 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 Then yeah. that's when you want to make the sacrifice and um, maybe take a variable. For sure. But if you're buying, you're saying now as opposed to waiting till the spring because prices are probably going to be higher? Well, if if we see the rates come down, we will see more people in the market. And the inventory, though it's higher, is still historically low. So we will see an increase in pricing. One can sort of assume that. And so if you are looking to buy and you can take a variable rate and sort of stomach it, if you believe that the rates are going to come down early next year, I think it's a great time to buy. More negotiating power if you buy now? Well, it depends who you're buying from. And it depends which realtor you're using, but yes. Uh, she should be a politics, <laughs> eh? <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> Give me a straight answer for goodness. Yeah, yeah. Birthday spring. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want to take this time to talk about um, not his birthday, or my brother-in-law just celebrated a birthday last month, but uh, he's being inducted into the NCAFA Hall of Fame. So my brother-in-law, Tony Violante, who coaches the Bel Air Norseman, been doing it, got to be 20 years, didn't have a kid playing football, and yet he still 
finds time out of his busy schedule to go and coach this team who really needed somebody to lead them and has led them for 20 years. And they lost a heartbreaker last night in the championship game. But nonetheless, I mean, there he is. He's still proud and uh, because he helps these young men you know, grow a little bit. And football is one of those disciplinarian sports where you need that discipline and you play as a team and it teaches these guys how to play as a team. So I want to congratulate my brother-in-law, Tony, for getting into the Antkafa Hall of Fame. Nice. Well done. Yeah. yeah. What are you getting him? Very proud of him. I'm going to A tomorrow. coffee. Are you going? A coffee. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. good oh, coffee. I can't afford to buy more of these good coffees. Good no coffee. way. <laughs> Dora, anything? Uh, actually, my father-in-law. Father-in-law's birthday is today. He's, uh, and he's an avid listener of the show. So oh, nice. happy What's birthday, Mike. Mike, there you go. Happy yeah. birthday, Mike. Yeah. Wow. We did get yeah. in good with that father. Yeah, that's right. uh, <laughs> you know whose birthday's in a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, a 50-something. Woo! 50 Mr. Something Napolitano. What are you? 50-something American. Celsius or yeah. Fahrenheit? Celsius, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. Have a great week and support local businesses and charities, everyone. Bye-bye.